Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 302. Today is Tuesday, September 12th, 2023. Uh, very exciting, very excited about today's guest. I was telling him backstage that, you know, I don't always remember everybody that's going to be on the next week. I'm very in the moment. Uh, sometimes it's not a good thing, but uh, that's where you surround yourself with people to help you uh, usher you along. You know, they do specific jobs and you can just trust and in faith that those people take, I'm talking about illumination. She does a great job at, uh, keeping things going, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm super stoked about today's show. It's going to be great. Um, if you guys are listening on Spotify and you're not following the Elijah fire podcast yet, give us a follow. That'll really help us out. Give us an honest review. If you're listening on the app or any other podcast platform, um, Apple podcast, Google podcast, uh all the other ones there's so many now but the big three the big three especially um also i wanted to let you guys know i'll uh kind of pepper this in throughout the week as well but especially on friday um i know i had said that we're releasing the teaching series in podcast form every two weeks and this upcoming weekend is the two-week mark where we're supposed to release the next one and um Mariah informed us she's actually going to be gone on Thursday and Friday. So we're going to have to delay it by a week. Oh, oh. But for those of you who have not gone back and listened to the Deliverance series with Jennifer Martin, um, which is our very first series, then you should because it's really worth your time. So I'm giving you guys a little extra time to uh, incorporate that into your, your, uh, your schedule so you can listen to it. So. Um, also, I said on our 300th episode that merch was the next thing that I wanted to do. And it was like the Lord heard what I said. And this week, some big headway was made in that collective hurrah. Yay. Um, and so I'm very excited. Like that's I'm, I'm deep in it. I had to peel myself away from, you know, designing and all that stuff um, so that you know, I could do this other part of my job, which is very important. So, um, but right now I'm actually working on updating the logo to make it more higher resolution for printing. Cause it has to be like super high res resolution. And, uh, we designed the logo. I designed the logo in after effects. Uh, and most people use like Photoshop and Adobe illustrator. I actually do not know how to use those. Um, but what I found out is that's pretty common amongst a lot of video editors. Um, I can do everything I need to do in After Effects and Premiere Pro, which are editing softwares. I don't need to learn another one. Uh, I've never had to need to learn another one yet. So, uh, but we hired a, a guy who's uh, going to, you know, do some designs for us. But I also am very particular. So I'm doing um, designs as well. So. We're going to have shirts and mugs, ideally, and all kinds of other fun stuff, stickers. Uh, so, yeah, super, super exciting. Um, so that's coming uh, a lot sooner. I'll just say this. It's, I said I wanted to do it deadline by Black Friday. It's going to happen a lot sooner than that. Let's just say that. Oh, I'm going to just leave that there for you guys. So, all right. Uh, my guest today, uh, a lot of you guys know who he is. Some of you don't. He's an indie rock Christian artist super artsy and awesome um weird in a good way i love weird in a good way 
He's definitely got that in spades. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I love him, but uh, just has wild encounters with the Lord, loves Jesus. And it's something that's so infectious when you're around him is you're just like, man, I just can't wait. Can't wait till the show's over because I'm just going to spend some time with Jesus. And uh, I think that man, that right there, uh, it, for all of us, I think we can all agree would be like the ultimate answer to prayer for someone else after after hanging out with us is like, man, I want to, I just want to spend more time with Jesus. Um, so he's also the co-founder of Contagious Love International. Uh, he's the husband of Jennifer Martin, who we also love at this show. So let's give it up for our guest today, Monday Martin. Hello. What's up, Jeff? Hey, man. How's everybody? Monday, I have a question for you that's been burning, burning deep inside me, okay? Let it burn. If you had to choose one type of cuisine to eat for the rest of your life, Mm -hmm. what would it be? One cuisine for the rest yeah. of my life. Yeah. So, like one type of type of cuisine. It could be like from a different country or my wife. You're a quiche. grape guy. Oh, you're a quiche guy. Okay. She makes a good quiche, man. A good Christmas quiche. That's the first thing that popped in, into my head. How about okay. you? <laughs> uh it's it, it's it's a toss up. It's either going to be Thai food. Well, salad. No Thai food. Definitely not salad. Thai food or Japanese food? I'm with you on Thai. That should be my second choice. Yeah, well, we're actually having Thai food tonight, so I'm pretty excited about it. Anybody who is in the Salem area, if you have not tried Hong Thai yet, Hong Thai, H-O-N-G Thai, oh my goodness. It's some of the most authentic Thai food. Wow. Mm. I'm I've, there. Been to, I've been to Thailand a couple of times. Lauren has as well. And both of us tomorrow? are like, you know, what's that? See you tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going. Yeah, I'm going right now. So, yeah, super excited. But so quiche, uh, quiche should be the thing you would eat for the rest of your life. Je- Jen's quiche. It's pretty good. It's that good. Well, man, now now I got to try it. Yeah. So, so how, dude, how's your summer been? I, I haven't talked to you in a while. You haven't been on the show in a while. Uh, how's your summer been? What's been going on? So blessed. We sold our condo that we had paid off and uh, got us a nice down payment for a a new home. Oh yeah. I'm in it right now, man. It's it's a great little, little place in Tennessee and we just love it, man. Mm. Great community. And, um, it's fun. We really, it's been a really rewarding season for us and we're really grateful. Awesome. And how far is it away from your last place? I uh, think 40, about 40 minutes. Okay. So, yeah. Just and like full on different city. And it's, but it's a good location right off the interstate and everything's so convenient and stuff. It's, it's really cool. Love it. Love you it. Do. And you have a empty bookshelf except for a plant, which I said is very <laughs> symbolic of <laughs> right. life knowledge growing. Yeah, man. This is our like new studio. We, we haven't even put the books up yet because literally we just moved in. We still have to unpack. So. You're getting the first session from our, well, this is actually Jen's new studio, but she's letting me use it today. (laughs) Bless her heart. She's a good wife. Oh, awesome. Yes. Yes, she is. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's let's dive in. First, can we give each other a five before we start? Yeah. Are we doing a side five? Oh, 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 I see what we're doing. I see what we're doing. Oh, (laughs) we did it. 
Yeah, yeah. Fist Glory. bump. Let's do a fist bump. All right. Boom. No, dude, where's your fist? It's gone. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. funny. All right. So uh what's your heart to share, dude? I, I was looking at your notes. I'm like, oh, this is all good stuff. Time travel, hearing future events, pulling the future into the present. Come um, on. All that amazing stuff. So dive in, dude. All right. Well, I just want to say like the way that we could even what was the title for today? I would love to know. Living in the future. That's good. That's and that's something like one of my favorite prophets that ever walked this earth. And you could even you could even put him in the category of like the Old Testament prophets and some of the New Testament prophets. It was Kim Clement. And he always used to say, you remember, I don't know if you ever heard him say this. I've heard him say it, but I'm going to butcher it. I know what what the gist of it is, but go ahead and say it. He'd have his dude slapping that bass and they would do a funk song and he would go, you're somewhere in the future and you look much better than you look right now. You're somewhere in the future and you look much better than you look right now. Mm. So he was all about framing um, a vernacular, like a prophetic language that would make sense to my generation um and the way i the way i wanted to kind of explain it is very childlike the prophetic can experience uh what i would consider time travel and i know that time sounds travel. like controversial what? maybe to listeners that are like dude is he saying time travel is possible and um you know whether it is or whether it's not isn't the big issue but i do know one thing and that is that Matthew 19, 26 says, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is uh, impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So with people, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So is it possible to even for God to take your spirit into the future and see the future, experience the future, and then come back to the present so that we can prepare for what's coming. And I would submit to you, yes. We know that John the Revelator, he said, I was in the spirit in the Lord's day. So basically, his spirit traveled to the future and time traveled, saw it all, came back and gave us the wrap up. And still people are trying to digest what it all means. Uh, and yeah. if you have it all figured out, I'd say you're in a cult. Because <laughs> <But>, <laughs> yeah. it's really yes, hard to 100%. understand. <laughs> yes. But the honest to God truth is um, we can be childlike. And let's, so is time travel possible? Well, God says all things are possible. So if it's impossible for man, then maybe even if we have limitations of what we believe in, you know, the time and space continuum, we know that God says, nope, I'm outside of that and everything with me is possible. So it's fun to think about, right? Yeah. Well, and I also just think of like prophecy period is I, I, that's something I've, I've dwelt on often is like, you're hearing bits and pieces of the future. And it's like, because God isn't subjected to time like we are. And so, uh, yeah, that's just like a brain melter when you really, really go down the rabbit hole thinking about that. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we can talk about that because, you know, hearing future events is one way that we essentially people are going to be like, Monday's talking about time travel, but I don't want to lose you listener. Cause I want you to, I want you to understand 
that um, we have a fun God. And who, who like ever since you, I was a kid, I always wanted a time machine. I wish to the Lord. There's remember, remember times in your own life where you did something completely dumb and you're like, oh my gosh, I wish I had a time machine right now. I would go yeah. back and change what I did. Oh yeah. Did. Yeah. Um, you know, and the Lord, you know, it's, it's not like you can just jump in a machine and go back and then, oh man, right. Um, mm-hmm. Fix everything. But he does play with his kids. Um, if you think about it, man, the, the kingdom of God belongs to children. And Jesus even said, you must become like a little child to enter the kingdom of God. And so it does take humility to embrace that the Holy Spirit's job is to actually show us the future. And so um, that's fun. And I've, I've got a plethora of you know, stories I can bring up. Oh, I love stories. Further, you know, solidify mm-hmm. what we're talking about, but um, I don't want to blab too much because I want to make sure you're asking the questions. No, I, I think, I think this is great, man. I, I just, I love this whole topic of, of, because we, I think for us, especially with like, we're born into a timeline, right? Yeah. So we're subject to time, and, and um, and so for me, it just is like it's these types of topics that really are awe-inspiring for me of just like how sovereign God is, how big he is, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I just, I'm, I, I just love it. I'm loving it. Ooh, yeah. He's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I feel his presence really strong. I think a lot of people are going to be so blessed by this mm, today. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. You're right though, man. Like, so, you know, back to like hearing future events, like with, um, you know, think of, think about this, like God, he wants to get involved in like every aspect of your life, you know, and I have plans for you, plans to prosper you, right. To give you an expected end, to give you a good future is what Jeremiah says. Um, Well, think about it like this, like we want God involved in our family. We want God involved in the salvation of our kids. Mm -hmm. We want God involved in our church. We want God involved in our community. We want to bring heaven to earth, but what we want, we want God to prosper us. And so what if God not only wants to get inside you, to get in your children, to get in your church, to inhabit your city, but what if he wants to get in your economics, right? If he's got plans to prosper you, then he's going to have to tell me future things so that I can prepare where shall I invest that's going to be a blessing, right? Mm-hmm. Because none of us as Christians should just think we're going to sit around and just wait for the heavens to open up over our head and God pour out something. No, God's going to give you an idea. He's going to give you an Amazon stock like in 1999 and say, buy it when everything has fallen from the sky and then you hold and you prosper. So it's something I want to trademark soon where I would actually call it Godonomics, <laughs> economics with God. <laughs> And um, it's probably the most controversial thing because people think money's the root of all evil, but the love of money is the root of all evil, not money. So what we can do is use money as a tool for the gospel and use it to bless our families, right? Yep. So um, I've got some examples of where the Lord has spoken to us, things to purchase that literally began to skyrocket overnight and doubled, tripled, quadrupled our income. Wow. You know? And it's like, 
just taking the little that we have and it feeds the multitudes, you know, mm-hmm. and Jesus told that to Peter. He's like, you give them something to eat. He's like, I don't have anything, but a kid brought two loaves, two fishes, and they multiplied them and it was 12 baskets left over. So God is definitely involved in multiplication. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, why don't you tell some of those stories? All right. Well, I do have one that was recent that was fun. It was mentioned on um, one of your recent shows, but I'll just talk about it again. And that was where God specifically gave me two dreams about a cryptocurrency. I know a lot of people are still scared about cryptocurrencies because they're so unregulated, right? Mm-hmm. Um, however, there's this company called Ripple, and um, I wasn't even really thinking about it, but I had a dream that everyone saw that Ripple skyrocketed. Then I had a second dream that Ripple won a lawsuit against the SEC. And so I hold on, you had a dream about this? I did, two dreams. Okay. The first was that I walked into a room and a group of investors were looking at charts and this cryptocurrency was skyrocketing, like overnight. You bought it little, but if you held on, it skyrocketed. Uh, so I kind of wrote that down and started purchasing what's called XRP. It's the company Ripple that has made a cryptocurrency, which is a cross-border payment solution system called XRP. And so the second dream was that Ripple won the lawsuit against the SEC, and they've been in a terrible lawsuit since 2020. No one thought it would happen. And I had my wife and I had been buying, and uh, we were averaging at 47 cents per coin. And then when they won the lawsuit, it shot up to 98 cents per coin. So literally our money had doubled. Yeah. And um, not only that, we, we know where it's going even further than that. So we're really excited. But um, the Holy Spirit does that because he, he wants to be involved in your life. He wants to be involved in paying your debt off and paying your mortgage off. And he wants you to be involved in helping the, 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 the poor and, and giving to the poor and those less fortunate and the single mom and the single dad, you know, he wants you to be involved in that and he wants to bless you so that you can be. Amen. Mm, amen. So that was a fun little story uh, involving Godonomics in our life. Uh-huh. It was really fun. Well, and I think too, Monday, um, like that even alone of God blessing finances, I think for years, Man, it's just like there's been this poverty m- mentality over the church of like yeah, yeah. people take a verse out of context and they'll even omit certain words of just like uh, money is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. read it again. Mm-hmm. Read it again. It says the love of and, and specifically what's in reference to is like, is it taking place of God? But the same can be said about any idol, right? Mm-hmm, right. So that's what idols are. Um, and so I think there's so much big vision that God is casting on the body of Christ right now, individually, mm-hmm. collectively, all of that. A lot of that requires financial resources, right? Yeah. And so there's a lot of believers who are stepping into that. And there's so many people who are like, oh, how dare you talk about, you know, Bitcoin or whatever. But you know (laughs) what? Even you sharing that though, Monday, is a confirmation to someone else who's going like, I heard the same thing. 
And so there might be someone listening to this who's like, all right, that was it. That was the confirmation I needed, you know. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Step out and I'm going to do this thing that seems risky, um, but, you know, the Lord is on it, you know, and I I think being blessed with finances. So it's so true, bro. I'm I'm all for it. Amen. Amen. God's for it. I'm for it. Amen. Yeah, and uh, the Holy the Holy Spirit had also spoken to me um, about Bitcoin, and He said, "You know, buy Bitcoin." And it was it had crashed so bad that year; it was like terrible. I don't know if you followed it over the last two years. It and so we bought it when it was worth um, fifteen thousand dollars per coin. Um, there's wow. some people that got in early and bought it a hundred. I wish I had been. <laughs> I wasn't even asking. Thousand a coin? Oh, I know it's pretty expensive. And then yeah. so we, God told me to buy it at the very bottom. And what was so cool was I bought it at the bottom and then it, it shot up to 30K. So that again was a doubled investment. Yeah, come on. And so, you know, and, and, and God had already, he, he had spoken to me that Bitcoin's actually going to go to $100,000 per coin. So right now it's sitting at about 25K, but the Holy Spirit told me that Bitcoin will actually go to $100,000 mm-hmm. per coin. And that's not financial advice, but that's for somebody to chew on and see if they get a confirmation on that as well. Mm-hmm. And um, but it doesn't just involve finances like God can show you future things so that you can prophesy uh, events that are about to take place. And so what does it do? It calls the church into prayer. It calls the church into a season of preparation, sometimes a season of preparation for the harvest. And, um, and if you can be prepared for what's coming, you can stomach it all mm-hmm. when it happens. And instead of disassociating from the evil in the world, you can learn how to become all things to all men and reach the very people that, that maybe you were going to hate. Maybe you are not going to be comfortable with the type of sin that would engross people like what we have right now. But God already showed you all this is coming and you already developed a heart to reach the trans or to reach the, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so God, God wants to, he wants us to be a people that, that hear the future and pull it into now. And so we need to be ones that prepare the bride, prepare the bride for what is to come, but we don't live in the future. We live in the present because often if you live in the future, you'll miss what God's doing in your present. So there's a perfect balance. John 16, 13 says, however, when the spirit of truth has come, he'll guide you into all the truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak it and he will tell you things to come. Come on. So does God help you time travel in the spirit? The answer is yes. Isn't that fun? It's super fun. Yeah. I (laughs) love that. We have fun with God. That's, that's what I, that's, that's what I love. I love it when God will show you the future Mm. and you can, well, I have a present. Yeah. And I just feel like this is a very timely, I I feel like this is a, a timely message Monday because there's some that I just stated, but also because there's a lot of, I just feel like it's 
move of God that we're on the cusp of. And I mean, we're like, we've, I feel like we've crested the hill, like just beginning to pick up momentum, right? If you like bike all the way up to the top of a hill and then you like, don't even pedal, you just like rip down the hill. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is awesome. I love it. That's cool. Uh, you know, there's a place nearby <laughs> and, uh, place to do it. Um, <laughs> so, I just feel like heaven is pregnant with just all this revelation. Like God is just like, Oh, like all these people that are going to come to the Lord and just have powerful encounters. And God's going to be speaking things to them, prophesying all these things. Yeah. That this is a very timely, timely thing you're talking about here. Um, if, yeah. If you know the future, man, like it can prevent accidents from happening. Mm -hmm. Perfect yeah. example of this. My little buddy, his name's Samuel. He's 16 now, but when he was little and he was still pooping in his diapers, I think he was about two and a half years old, probably three, and we were driving down the road, and my little buddy time traveled for us, and you know what? He helped us avoid even death, possibly. Really? Let me tell you about this. Yeah, please do. So my wife and I, um, as was our routine at the time, we would go to Chuck E. Cheese a lot, so Samuel... And he just, he loved Chuck E. Cheese. And by the way, today he still does. He's still like, dad, can you take me to Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> and I'm like, sure, I'm 45. And I'm like, let's go. Yeah. You know, um, but on the way home, we were driving uh, up this road where there was a hill and you couldn't see past that line of horizon. You know how it is when you see a hill. Um, and you can't see what's on the other side of the hill. And we were going pretty fast on the way home. We weren't like breaking the speed limit, but um, we're going fast enough that if we had had a collision, we could have, we could have very much been hurt. Um, and all of a sudden, before we got to the top of the hill, our son began to say, mom, I hit truck. And he said, and we said, what? And he said, mom, I hit truck. And uh, my, my, I was like, what is he talking about? Is he reading a book about a truck? So we look back. Now he's not reading a book about a truck. And Jennifer had the discernment to recognize he might be speaking about something in the future. I said, all right, honey, slow down. And so she uh, started slowing the car down. And sure enough, when we got over the hill, there was a truck stopped right in the middle of the road, guys. Whoa. And if we had not put our brakes on before we got from the other side of the hill, we would have had a head on collision with wow. this thing. So it was really interesting to see a little prophet prophesy. Yeah. And this is what has taken place all over the Bible and all over biblical history is children prophesying future events and it's wow just, it's yeah so i love cool. that it's so cool how god uses the small things of the world to confound yeah. the wise and there's um, some there's a couple of things that have happened to me like uh back when the elijah list had it uh, in office now we, most of us work from home mm -hmm. uh, but it was you know 40 40 minutes south and I would always get off the freeway and take this really cozy, scenic back route back to my home um, at, at a certain point uh, through, you know, past vineyards and nature reserves and all this stuff is beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. And there were a couple of times where I would get ready to pull off and the Holy Spirit would say, don't go this way this time. 
Yeah. Take, stay on the freeway. Right. And instead of going, well, this is a weird thought. I'm going to do it. I knew it was like this very like cautionary, like, don't do this. Um, yeah. And yeah. So it, that's happened a handful of times. And obviously I, in faith, listened to the Lord and just kept going. So I don't know what would have happened. The only thing I know is that whatever he's asking us to do it, he has our best interest in mind. And whatever he asks you to do, do it. Yeah. Just like, do it. Don't even ask questions. And so I'm sure there's other people that have done that too, where you're like, what? This is weird. Why do I all of a sudden have this desire to not do this thing that I always do? And it's always fine. Yeah. Rather than trying to get into this rational thinking vortex, just <laughs> listen to the Lord, you know? Yeah. And uh, I like what you said too. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Yeah. Which brings me to the scripture that I had actually planned on talking about because you're kind of reading my notes, man. I actually wasn't reading your notes, but yeah, sure. Um, so in John 2, 4, Jesus said to Mary, right? To her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? What did he say right after that? My hour has not yet come. So she knew what God called Jesus to do. In the future, she already knew what he was going to be bringing, but they needed wine at the wedding. Canaan got, so what do you do when you run out of wine and all the wine stores have closed and there's no wine in sight? You have heard that there's a miracle child in your family. <laughs> and so she went and what did she tell them to do? Do whatever he tells you. <laughs> she didn't even rep she didn't even reply to jesus like hey i don't she, I, I realize that your time's not yet come i understand we'll, we'll just do without wine tonight no she was like nope tell him hey, it honestly was a classic mom, do mom whatever, he tells, yeah. whatever he tells you to do yeah yeah <laughs> that's why i always like that <laughs> like the chosen you know obviously has certain interpretations on certain scenes so it was more of like an emotional serious scene but i've always read that as that is a classic mom move. <laughs> so oh, Mary. Yeah. It's just like, so I always chuckle when I read that. Cause I'm just like, yeah, that's like, that's what moms do. You're like, it's not my time yet. Just do whatever he tells you to do. It's like yeah. mom. <laughs> yeah. But if, if you think about it, um, she pulled the future. Yeah. Present. When, when was it even legal to do? I don't know. But she did it, <laughs> right? So it's like, wow, you know, what if we can be so passionate and zealous and on fire for Jesus that we've heard all of these prophecies about revival coming to America, and maybe it's not even yet destined for two more years or three or five or ten, but we get so desperate, we're like, uh-uh. I reach into the future, and I say, do it now, Lord. I say whatever he says, do it. Now. Yeah. <laughs> you get it? Yeah. So it's like, it's like, dude, you weren't even supposed to do that, but you did it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think God, God allows that kind of, that kind of in your face relationship with him where you can defy these statistics and defy, um, I don't know, man. Maybe you can change God's mind. Yeah, that's maybe yeah, we can be intercessors 
that God has a plan and uh, we get in his face a little bit and say, no, Lord, don't destroy your people out here in the desert because they'll talk bad about you. And that's what Moses did. So I think it's, I think it's so neat how, how, how we can even have that type of relationship where we can bring even a change to God's mind. Yeah. Wow. Have you ever well, I know would love to, crazy. Yeah. I would love to hear your thoughts on this uh, Monday because yeah. I know there are some people who would be like, no, 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 never. No, no, no. However, in the Bible, there are so many examples of, of what you're talking about. And so how, how do we ride that line? And maybe it's not even about writing a line of keeping, I mean, God is holy, right? Mm, right. And uh, he knows much better than we do, but then also do what you're, you're, you're asking. Cause I've definitely done my fair share of that too, of being like, no Lord now, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, especially as it pertains to like a move of God or God moving in a big way in people's lives who need it. They actually need it. They need a move from the Lord, you know? know. So like what, I mean, I would just love to hear your thoughts, maybe of your own life of walking this out of like maintaining, because it's not about us just all of a sudden bossing God around. It's not about that. But there are some people that would hear what you're saying and be like, oh, how? No, 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 no. We don't do that. You know? So I would love to hear your thoughts. I've got a perfect example. The Holy Spirit brought to my heart. Yeah. You do not do this. Okay. (laughs) Just giving you a little, (laughs) giving you a little caveat. Okay. When we did the first tent revival, and you guys may re- may remember the story of my wife, Jennifer Martin, how God uh, told us to put a tent revival up during COVID yep. and just go after revival in our community. Okay, so this is something you don't do. <laughs> we, 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 number one, we did not know if we were going to get permission from the family that we were renting the land right off the interstate from um number two we didn't even know if we were going to get permission from the city to have this tent revival because we had already picked a date we had already chosen um speakers and we had actually missed the time window somebody say time because we're talking about it to meet with the city because you're supposed to meet at the beginning of the month so we had like only weeks to plan a huge tent revival, get the word out everywhere and spend a lot of money on advertising. So let me tell you, we had to get in God's face and say one question, God, are we going to get a yes from the family and a yes from the city? If so, we'll start using the money that you gave us now and we'll begin telling everyone to come to the address. Period. So that's scary, right? Mm-hmm. You better know you've heard from God because we had a donation given to our ministry at the time, which was record breaking. Someone had sown $11,000 just as God had dropped this tent revival in our hearts. So now the, 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 the question begs, how are we going to get a bunch of people to this location when we haven't even met with the city yet to find out if it's okay. So I got in the Lord's face and I asked him the future. I said, God, 
please give me a sign if we are going to get a yes from the city and if we are going to get a yes from the family that's going to let us rent this land. He gave me a sign, Jeff, and he said, you will get it. You can begin advertising now. So that's what we did. Something you're not supposed to do, but we did it because Mm -hmm. God showed me the future. We bought signs, put it on a pickup truck and drove the truck around town. Uh, advertising the location. We put signs up everywhere. It was, it was an expense. We did advertising marketing and guess what? God came and he showed up. We got the permission from the city. We got the permission from the family. And then we got a four day revival that was just bigger than anything we've ever experienced. The glory lit. So strong. Just lit. Yeah. <laughs> it ended up going for 30 days yeah. every night. And yeah. the testimonies are still pouring in from people's lives that have been transformed as a result of our obedience. Well, and look so. at that, man. Like, I feel like yours and Jen's testimony of just God acting in your life as a result of, of that, to be honest, I know there's a lot of other things, a lot of years of good stewardship, you know, uh, being diligent, even in the secret place when you maybe have been in seasons of hiddenness, mm-hmm. all those things. However, I also look at what you guys did in obedience and faith oh. in you know, back in what 2021 was when that was right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's like, look at all of the, the, the blessing and the doors that have opened. And it's not that we do these things for blessings. We do these things because he's worthy. Right. Right. But it's just the way God is. Like, if you think you can outgive God, like you got another thing coming and it's a fun game to play with the Lord. Um, and there's been stories, you know, throughout history of people trying to outgive God and they'll give like the bulk of their, their wealth. And then God gives them even more and they give back and God gives more and all those things. And it's just like, it, it is, it's fun. It's an actual fun thing. Um, but I never, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I think the important thing with accessing the future, like you're talking about, right. Is yeah. faith, right. Like yeah. that's the, like, if you're like, well, man, we have this time machine you know, it needs an insane amount of power. There's nothing that can generate it. In this case, we do have something can power and it's faith. Yes. Yeah, it is faith. And, you know, and faith will, will get you favor. I like thinking of like, like that's, that's how to win in this life. Faith overcomes the world. Mm-hmm. Who is he? Who is he that overcomes the world? The Bible says he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. And when we have faith in God, we get his favor. Favor's not fair, but we get it anyways. And um, Jesus even said, when I come, will I find faith on the earth? It's, it's so important to his heart because even he, with his free will, said, you know what? I am going to make a universe. I'm going to make a planet. And I'm going to make, we're going to make man in our image. And he's going to have fellowship with us. You know, and, and he, by faith, he had to form everything, all the galaxies and, mm-hmm. you know, and he had to form billions of galaxies and he's even created a universe that's actually still expanding as we speak. And, you know, with God, all things are possible. He could choose to just take us all out and recreate everything. But he, he by his free will, he chooses not to because he's in covenant with us. And, um, I think that's cool. And, and when you operate in the favor of God, um, you will, you can, you, God can give you favor with men. 
you know, I have a friend and I won't, I won't say who I won't say male or female, but they have been given favor to be invited to the Pentagon to share future information because their prophecies have been so accurate. And so it's like, it opens up this door to even speak into governmental realms. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. And uh, who knows, maybe that, maybe that's in many of your listeners' future, you know, because I would hope that you take moments like this and, and believe in yourself and believe in God because God needs you. He needs the individual that's listening. He needs the, your divine blueprint so that he can create something in the present by revealing the future to you. And you bring heaven to earth by knowing all three past, present, future glory. And we mm-hmm. want you to be equipped to do that. We want you to be a people that hear from God. We want you to get in God's face and have our intimate relationship with him and get a hold of heaven and let heaven flow in this corrupted system and this corrupted beast system and this corrupted world and learn how to be a blessing no matter what's going on around you. Amen. So even in like economies that are being shaken and even as like right now, it just looks horrible and everyone's saying recession. God's going to give you ideas even right now to be able to prosper when everything else seems to be falling all around you. And I'm excited about that because that's what God's people can do. They, they're the image of God. They're the same blueprint of God. And he wants us to reflect his glory in the earth. I'm excited, dude. Come on. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. I'm preaching. Um, What's going on? Yeah. So, I there's someone that actually uh, I think her name was McCare in the uh, comments. She was bringing up something I think is an important thing to to address, and it's the the whole idea of divination and uh, how does what we're talking about because there are biblical there's even evidence in the Bible of what you're talking about, right? Right. Of being like, oh, but you know, right. pulling something in and be like, now God, now, yeah, um, right. And what? How does that differ from? Part of me wonders, you know, when you're like, you feel this fire to just like really contend for something with the right. Lord. Yeah. Sometimes it does feel like the Holy Spirit's whispering and you're like, ask God. Ask, ask <laughs> yeah. God. No, just, just trust me. Just do it. You yeah. know, and then you yeah. do it. It's like, God's like, yes, I will now. You know, uh, so I, I want to hear your thoughts on that. Like, you know, if we could concretely lay out divination, trying to bend God's will to, to suit your own fleshly desire, whatever in this, let's talk about that for a sec. Yeah. The difference is, well, Satan, obviously we know has the counterfeit, right? Right. So when we look at uh, John, um, what we were talking about earlier, when we look at John 16, 13, and it says that the Holy spirit won't speak on his own, but whatever he hears, he'll speak and he'll tell you, things to come. Well, the devil is trying to mimic God and they do a lousy job of it because when the glory shows up, um, he gets trumped every time. Mm-hmm. We'll, we know that like these fallen demons effort to mimic or copy the glory of God are just, they think it's like people think, you know, divination is like a scientific viable alternative to like narrow minded religion they've seen. So they're like, let's get into new age and the occult. 
-hmm. But what, what divination does is it doesn't bring the presence of God. It doesn't bring the glory. Mm -hmm. And in fact, it brings curses, you know, and people I've often met a lot of people that got in the new age said it just brought curses on their life, headaches, migraines. It invites demons It invites, it invites sicknesses. And so, you know, there's a, you know, when you have the, the God uh, who created the universe inside your heart, and when you serve the God of Israel, and when you have Jesus, the son of God uh, living in you, uh, you have access to, to him through the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the critical thing is if it brings the glory, if it brings the presence of God, mm-hmm. if you want to prosper because you want to use your righteousness to shine before men so that they may see your good deeds and glorify the Father in heaven, you know, that's biblical reason to be a person that asks God how to make me wealthy, how to make me like an Abraham. Abraham was wealthy. And I think it's interesting. Abraham was in heaven receiving a poor man, Lazarus, and the rich man went to hell. The rich man was in hell and a rich man was in heaven. Think about that. But what did Abraham do that was different than the rich man on earth that ignored Lazarus and didn't share his crumbs? He did not have faith in God. He did not live for God. For if he had, he would have taken of his bread and shared it with Lazarus. So is wealth a sin? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. For our father Abraham is welcoming all those who enter in to the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Can I get an amen from Amen, brother? So. Yeah. And I also think too, the other thing that I think it's important, obviously to, to use discernment, you know, and to not just be like, okay, well, whatever. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to boss God around all the time. And blah, blah, blah. Right. But every single time I've been in a, a place of doing that, it's been, as a result of of intimacy with him right it's right. not like i know god and he knows me and and i think the more you spend time with the lord the more you begin to actually know his heart and obviously yeah there's a submission to god's will in in certain instances absolutely mm-hmm. you know and i think that the more we spend time with him the more it's like any relationship right the more time you spend with your wife boom the more you actually learn yeah there we go that's what i'm talking about the more you, <laughs> you actually it, learn how, uh, like oh actually no she doesn't like pickles or she doesn't i don't know if jen right. likes pickles or not but but like the more you, you the more you actually learn their heart and and how they you know it's like you can almost anticipate their moves in some ways obviously god is big and sovereign and, and there's a lot that we can't anticipate but there are certain things he does speak to us and i think you get what i'm saying yeah. um he does he speaks yeah through intimate ways. He even compares uh, to receiving the Holy Spirit. And in, in, in he, he, what he uses to compare it to is the relationship between a father and a son. He loves to use intimacy. He loves to use relationship to communicate um, how we access heaven. He's like, if the son asks for bread, is the father going to give him a stone? Mm. No. Well, how much greater will your father in heaven give good things <laughs> to those that ask? So the problem is, we haven't been asking 
or maybe we've been afraid to ask because we're afraid we're asking out of the wrong motive. Mm. Maybe we're asking the future. Maybe we're asking to know the future from God because we're asking from a wrong motive. Like, Oh, I want all these prophecies so that others can surround and put me up on a pedestal. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's that's gonna hurt God's heart, you know. Yeah, and it's gonna hurt you too. It'll hurt like, you. That, yeah. That's a painful road it's, to seek. It's terrible. Oh man, yeah, I've been there, so done that. Can, but if you have a, a pure motive and a pure heart, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Uh, then God can God can use you to steward the prophetic in a way that's not gonna hurt you, in a way that's not gonna hurt others, and then in a way that's not gonna hurt Him and you have to have that intimacy, that relationship yeah. with God to produce that kind of fruit. And a lot of that is obedience to what he said mm-hmm. in his word. You do it. Uh, are you bearing the fruits of the spirit in your life and, and so on and so forth. But all of that is through intimacy. It's not legalism, yeah. but it's all birthed out of relationship. Relationship is the most powerful part of Christianity. Come on. And it yeah. should be, it should always be. Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay. And so to add to that, Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I was thinking about this during, during the course of this, this episode and the, uh, let's say, you know, you're catching things from the future, right? Uh, you're getting a, prof- a prophetic word from the Lord, mm-hmm. negative or it's positive. Let's just say, let's say it, it, for the case of this, it could be either, or mm-hmm. not that you're the interpretation of the prophecy is either positive or negative, but. I'm just using the example of both. Let's say you have a prophecy that's negative, a prophecy that's positive. Okay. Right. I think that a lot of times I've seen people when they're handling prophecy and I would say the mature prophets, this is not the case. They, they you know, they're trial by fire. They've, they've learned, but I, I, I would say someone who's not as well versed in this gifting mm-hmm. and they almost, it's like, it turns into I call it Christian fatalism where you just accept something. Oh, this is, Oh, it's negative. And this is, this is the way it's going to be a big tidal wave is going to come through and, Mm -hmm. you know, totally blast the whole West coast and it's going to be underwater and that's it. Okay. (laughs) So I have, man, if I don't, if I had a dollar every single time I've heard that that specific prophecy Monday uh, about the West coast. Oh my goodness. But I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Yes. But I digress. I'm like, yeah, but how do we, know when we're supposed to actually speak against it Mm -hmm. or if it is actually an inevitability hey persecution is coming hey famine is coming hey actually this i see this tidal wave but actually it's it's the reverse we're supposed to speak in it so how do we know i'm really just i really want people because again people watching this listening are getting stuff from the lord and i want to give them tools to help them walk through some of them are in process right now with words they've been sitting on to actually know. So love to hear your thoughts. Well, yeah. And my, my thought, I come from the perspective, you know, that when God like shows you dooms words, right. It's not always to just scare people, right. right? We're not, we're not trying to get everyone fearful um, and use, you know, scare tactics, but what we're really what we really want is, you know, can we be a people that know what's coming, even if it is bad? And can God use us to influence even a government or even a nation to begin to prepare for that so that people may prosper 
you know, during that time. And you saw in the, you know, in Pharaoh's dream, you know, seven heads of grain, healthy and good, were growing on a single stalk. And then seven other heads of grain sprouted, thin and scorched by the east wind. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven healthy full heads. Then Pharaoh woke up. It had been a dream. So the, the Pharaoh sent for Joseph, right? And in the dream, he was, he was telling the Pharaoh that, that the seven heads of grain are seven years. And the seven, uh, remember he talked about also the lean cows. He said the lean cows that came up were seven years and also the seven worthless heads of grain scorched by the east wind. Um, so he told him that dream and God showed Joseph that it was going to be seven years of famine and uh, what to do to prepare for that. So I like to think of it like this. If God shows us bad things that are coming on the earth, then God's going to give us a plan and make us people of innovation like Joseph was. And because God had anointed Joseph in the pit and he, he, he went from the pit to the palace and God gave him the ability to speak into with his vernacular into a, a nation and he saved the nation for seven years. No one starved because not only did God give him the dream coat, uh, but God also gave him the anointing and God also gave him the intelligence yeah. and the mind to be able to save an entire nation from starvation. So I would always mm -hmm. say that God, every good and perfect gift comes from the father. Mm -hmm. So if we do hear doomsday word, let's press into God and let's hear the way to prosper during that doomsday scenario. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That I is love so it good. living it like that, right? Yeah. Well, and I, the same goes for dreams. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love James Gall. He's been a huge influence in my life. Oh yeah. Me too. One of the things I know for you guys as well. One of the things he always says when discerning a dream, what was the primary emotion? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and so that's what he says. And, and and so if you can ask yourself with a dream, a vision, what's the primary emotion? If I wake up from a dream that, mm -hmm. that I really felt the Lord on, or I felt like it was something that really stuck to me. What's the primary emotion you're feeling? Is it fear? Is it dread? Well, I assure you, especially if you're in right standing with the Lord, you don't have any outstanding sin in your life, all those things. Mm -hmm. I assure you that's not from God or you're actually not fully interpreting it because God doesn't sit there and like Monday, you, you go to sleep right now, you jam in with the Lord, you go to sleep and all of a sudden you wake up with just overwhelming dread over yourself, over something you saw there might yeah. be more to it. You're, mm -hmm. You may be missing part of it. And I, I feel like I'm not off base in saying this Monday. So, yeah. Yeah, dude, you're right. Yeah. I love that you brought James up too, man. Yeah, dude. I have a, I have a funny story where I had a dream that James Gall, my wife and I were missionaries to Israel for like the first part of our marriage. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a dream that, James pulled up next to me as I was walking down a road in Israel and he was in a red pickup truck. And I, uh, he looked at me in the dream and he, he looked at me and said, buddy, get in. And I got in his pickup truck. And as he drove down the road, I began to levitate and float. Dude. And then I ended up on top of his truck. And then he drives and pulls into a house and I float through the top of the truck 
or wherever I was on top of the truck and floated to the top of a ceiling or a roof. And James and I had connected. And what was interesting was like we I had been to a lot of his conferences and he ended up on my email list over the years. So he had been watching our progress as missionaries and praying into us. And um, he, he thought this was so funny, but I was on a plane with him and I shared that dream because I was traveling to minister with him because he was uh, speaking in like Dutch Sheets Church and and nice. we both spoke there. And on the on the journey, he was so sweet to just take the time to mentor me. Uh, he took a season to really pour into my life. And I'll never forget, those are some of the precious times I had um, being mentored and walking with the prophets. And um, and I was so humbled because I'd come from such a broken church background and I went through so many church wounds and dealing with uh, the, 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 some of the yeast of, of, you know, uh, bad leadership, but God ended up turning it all for good for them and me. Mm-hmm. But anyways, when I told him the dream about the red pickup truck, he goes, that's interesting that you saw that because buddy, I have a red pickup. Truck. What? That's amazing. <laughs> and so it was more confirmation. Like that's the Holy spirit sense of humor. Just yep. given more confirmation mm-hmm. that this relationship and this mentorship from James to me was heaven ordained. Mm-hmm. The fact that God showed me into the man's life that he had a red pickup truck. And I didn't know that that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love, I love that about God too. And that he, he cares about even the small details of our life. And he's very, very involved. Like mm-hmm. it's almost scary how very involved he is but he he really is like he the holy spirit loves you so much that he literally hurts when you hurt Mm. he loves his own so much you know to the wicked they're like the chaff that the wind drives away but man when you love god and oh when you have jesus and when you love and serve him and you you do your best you know to just to just be a son and and obey and, and manifest good fruit man when you get made fun of he feels it it's like, oh my God, that hurts me. It hurts him. Um, and and when you get celebrated, he gets so happy. He's like, yes. That's why he said, if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you'll receive a prophet's reward because God loves his people. He loves his prophets and mm-hmm. he wants them to be celebrated. Um, and so, yeah, it's just this, it's this, it makes me want to cry every time I think about how, how involved he is, even to the details of like just caring about are my kids doing good? Are my kids in a good emotional state? He cares about their grades. He cares about their future. He cares about your food in your refrigerator. He cares about you when you're Uh sitting in your dentist chair and maybe you think you don't have money to pay for it, but he's going to make a way to pay for it. He cares about everything. And we've seen so many financial breakthroughs that, that... I wish I could just take a whole another separate. It would take a book to just share testimony after testimony. But one of these days, one I of these know. days, Monday. He you, cares about you. Book. Cares about you. Yeah, and um, that's why he shows you the future. That's why he wants to show the people of the earth the future because he really does love us. Um, yes, he's probably furious because he made us to be in relationship with him, and if we're not, it probably upsets him, and rightly mm. so. 
I, I would probably be upset too. I'd be like, dude, I created you all to know me. Why aren't you, why aren't you coming? Well, and even just certain blessings in our lives that are from him actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we just don't, we, you know, like we, we won't, we don't want to acknowledge that. We don't right. want to acknowledge that, you know, obviously a lot of people watching this show probably, probably not the case, you know, um, you know, pretty engaged, but there yeah, are, yeah. you know, like what you're hearing. Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. There are areas, you know, of improvement in all of our lives, I think, of like, yeah, I could do, I, I could engage with the Lord more in this area. Um, he cares but- about, like, even, like, your transmit. Like, we we had a problem with our car that was donated to us one time, and we we took it into every mechanic while we were on the ministry trip. And they were like, you need a new transmission. Your car's, it's pretty dead. <laughs> and Jennifer and I said, let's just pray in tongues over it. <laughs> and we went out and just, we just prayed in tongues and we, we, we spoke a new transmission. Um, and then the Lord told us, fill it up with trans transmission fluid and drive it home. <laughs> so we didn't get a, a new transmission. And we literally did what he told us to do. We filled it up with transmission fluid and drove it home. And then we were going to have to pay thousands of dollars to fix our car. Yeah, it's well, our mechanic, yeah, our mechanic looked at it when we got back and said, oh, you just have a seal loose. I'm going to put a new seal on. It's $90. $90. Nice. And all these guys were telling us, you need a new transmission. Yeah. So, like, we have seen the faithfulness of God. Even he cares about your cars. He's so sweet. Yeah, I about your hurt toe. He's so sweet. That actually happened to me a couple of times. I was like a really young Christian, and I, I think I've shared this story a long time ago. But I was a young Christian, I was a couple months, baby, baby Christian, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, just like just living in the Word. Uh, mm-hmm, that's just mm-hmm. all I did. Um, get made fun of at school. I didn't care, you know, because I was like yeah. a library aide, so I got to hang out in the library and pass out you know, bookmarks and whatever, you know, right, check right. out books for people and things like that. Um, and so, you know, I would, I just read my Bible and people make fun of me and stuff. But anyways, reading all this and you're like, man, I just want to step out in faith. And I remember I was, <laughs> I worked for a catering company. And so I would like, I was delivering food and mm-hmm, I was on my way mm-hmm. back and we had a couple of different vans. One of them was like the janky van and I was driving the janky van and it broke down on the side of the road. And I just like, I was so just fired up. I was like, I have faith in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pray for this thing to start and it's going to get me back. Cause I was still miles away from, from the, my work. Mm-hmm. And I just I put my hand on the dash and just prayed and it fired up. And hey! I, or, yeah. And I was just like, God, and it was cool actually, because I was looking, I, I like looked this way and right behind me, I saw this big flash mm. and it was during the day. And I was like, was that an angel? Like I, I just was so like, so young and now i'm mean, like i know it was but it's um, gotta be right yeah i was just like i mean because it was in an area where like there was no there couldn't have been a flash it was like solid metal right here's a big van with no windows in the back and it was like right here behind like the, the passenger seat there's this huge flash and i was like oh my Whoa. gosh that is so cool yeah and I, as a baby christian it was just like oh this is crazy um and then another time i was in ywam and one of my friends, she was in the car with me and my car wouldn't start. 
And I just look at her just with like fire in my eyes and I slap the dash and I go in the name of Jesus, I command you to start. And it, cause it wouldn't turn over. I was just sitting there turning over. I stared at it and it was like, in the name of Jesus, you will start. I put the key in and I fired it up and it was like, boom. I was like, see ya. I was like, both of us were like, yeah, God. Dude. <laughs> so those are some of the best. Yeah. <laughs> so I think all that to say Monday, I agree with you. I think there, I would really like for you, maybe just as we end this to pray for this specifically, because I really just felt like this ache from the Lord, like this, I don't know if his heart aches. I mean, maybe, you know, like, but just in terms of like, oh, I just want them to know how, how involved I am in their lives. Mm-hmm. And there are some people listening to this that really need a fresh revelation. I want a fresh revelation of this, mm, of just how involved he is, how much he cares for us. And that, yes, there are certain things that you're like, I'm not going to pray about this because it was maybe it was a problem you created and out of desperation, (laughs) or maybe it's something that you've deemed not important. God doesn't care about this thing because he's got bigger fish to fry. Mm -hmm. And I really Mm -hmm. want you to pray Monday for, uh, for people to get just a fresh revelation of that, of how involved God is in their lives. Come on, dude. Yeah. I'll tell a story after our prayer too about something that's really funny that that when you shared that i was like if i don't share that i'm gonna like i've got to share that okay but let's pray father you are Mm. you are our father you are good Mm -hmm. and we know that every good and perfect gift comes from the father the heavenly lights Mm -hmm. we know that your word says that we are to ask and that every good gift comes from the Father. How much greater will the Father give good things to those that ask? Mm. And because we're created in your image, you love us as your own. You look at us and you see yourself and you have compassion on us. When the devil torments us, you feel sorry for us. When the enemy comes against us like a flood, you step in. It says it in your word that the Spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against him. You hate it when we're attacked by him. You hate it when he makes us feel less than the best. You hate it when he f- makes us feel like quitting. And like Peter, I'm, I'm quitting the ministry because I'm done. I've hurt God. And so I'm just going to go back to fishing. And, and Jesus came and you know what he did? He cooked for Peter. And Lord, remind us of that, that you 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 prophetically went and just, you said, you know what? You don't need fish. I'm the provider. Uh, You do what I called you to do and and those fish will come. And so Lord, just engage with your people today with your presence. And a lot of times, some of us just need to know you're there. And that's the first, the first, you know, even the love language of touch. Some of us just need that right now. Cause some of you are even like, you're crying out to God. You're like, God, I just, if I could just feel that you're in my life, if, if I could just feel you in the room, I'll be encouraged mm-hmm. to live another day. To I'll be encouraged to put down this anxiety medicine or whatever it is. So right now, Lord, just let your presence, there it is. Yes. <laughs> wow, when we pray that, some of you just begin to feel it. And some of you just felt like being you were lifted up. Like, wow, that feels lighter. This heavy yoke uh, just came off. And um, now you've got the yoke of Jesus, which is is light and his burden that you carry, which is light. 
And I just pray, Lord, all those uh, that have been in struggles, that, that they'll learn of you because you're meek and lowly in spirit. Mm-hmm. And you'll learn that he is and that he cares about every detail of your life. He cares about when you were made fun of. He cares when you were abused. He cares about you when people falsely accused you and you knew you did not do that. When people said things against you that weren't true and you knew you didn't think that, that was not your motive. Or when people people spoke against your reputation and you wish that it had have been protected. God cares. Mm. And he loves you. And he's so sorry that you went through that. And now he's touching you. So be encouraged, saints, because this is going to be a reboot. God's coming in and he's, he's pressing rewind. Everything's going back to normal. Let your body even receive a time travel miracle where everything rewinds back to the way it was yeah. before that car wreck. Lord, release healings right now where even bodies begin to line up the way it was before they fell, the way it was before they injured it at the work job or wherever it was, the way it was before that sports injury right now. Just begin to do physical miracles. I command every devil of hell to loose those that are watching, and I release heaven in their life. Spirits of infirmity, leave. Spirits Mm. of depression, go. Mm. Spirits of suicidal thoughts, leave now. In Jesus' name. There's that, there's that lightness that we begin to speak about in the beginning of this prayer. It's coming right now. Yes, yes. <laughs> wow. Do it, Lord. Some of you should even, you know, check your bodies as we begin to pray for your bodies and and, and try to check and see, you know, try to do something that you, you weren't able to do before and, and text in the, in the chat, um, just te- text what happened. <laughs> Amen. Mm. Glory. Mm. <sighs> Dude, you, you know, what I love about that story of Peter that you mentioned with Peter. Yeah. Yeah. What? When Jesus called Peter, what did he do? He was out on the Sea of Galilee. He said, cast your net on the, uh, over yonder. And he did it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then Peter commits what he feels is probably like the betrayal of betrayals. Captain, you know, Captain Cavalier, who's just like, Jesus, not, I'm never going to betray you. I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go. I, 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 you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tear things up. You know, he's mm-hmm. the dude that was like defending Jesus when he's being taken, you know, like super gung ho. Right. He <laughs> denies Jesus. He's out there. I guess I'll just go back to fishing. Right. Oh, all right. What does Jesus tell him to do when he's on the shore cooking them food? He says, hey, cast your net on the other side. The exact same way that he called Peter when he first called him. He was reminding him. He was reminding him and he did it again. That's the same miracle again. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. He was reminding him. Yeah. See, God knows that. Like that, God, that's like God, that's God's heart, you guys. That's God's heart, Jeff. Yeah. It is. It's like, David, when, when he would want to encourage himself when all hell was coming against him, 
he would just stop and remember. And there's a, there's such an, a, there's such a sweet place in the Lord's heart. He, he, <laughs> whew, he shares history with us, man. And, uh, just as like memories of you raising your kids are precious, like his memories with us mm-hmm. are precious too. Mm-hmm. Mm. He's probably got like a collage book in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> of, of you growing up in him. And yeah, there could be people right now that just feel like they, they've completely failed mm. and there's no hope for them. And, you know, like they're divorced from God and everything's hopeless and all of hell hates you. And, and even people don't understand you and you feel like Jesus, they hated me without cause. Hmm. And you don't know why it's like, I get around people. They don't like me. Why? And God's that hurts God's heart. And he sees this collage of your life. And he's like, there's my kid. When he first kneeled to me at that church mm-hmm. at that altar, and I'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. And, and God wants God wants you to know that He remembers you. Yeah, and that's that's powerful because we know in the Bible in Malachi that it it even says that there's a book of remembrance uh, in heaven, and God so honors our, uh, His history with us that that for all of eternity there's going to be a book of memories of things you did or things you talked about with your friends about the Lord or times that you went on a mission trip and you didn't have the money to go, but you went by faith and God made the way and you faced persecution and he's going to remember everything, dude. And uh, memory is very important to the Lord. That's what, yeah. that's what I've discovered about uh-huh. him. Yeah, absolutely. He truly does honor history. I'm yeah. all... I'm all stepping. <laughs> oh, I, I just, I felt, I felt God's just thumbprint on today's episode. Like when I was getting ready for it, I was just, I felt like, Oh, like oh, I, I, I just felt such a excitement because, and I think you guys get to see, I mean, at the top of the show, I was like, oh, I'm so excited. Uh, yeah. T- uh, illumination just, said God's creation said, my body feels light. That's what yeah. we wanted. And then yeah. another person said, I feel like I'm on a Tesla rocket. Yeah. Come on. To the moon. Yeah. Let's Absolutely. go. Yeah. But oh. um, I just love, man. I, yeah. It's interesting. It's, we were talking about bringing the future into the present and, you know, the prophetic and time travel, but we ended up, the Holy Spirit just had us go into people's hearts today. And just, I know. Just well, because that's what you get. That's are. how you access that, right? Is like really knowing God's heart and, and 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 having a true relationship with Him, not what we think He is, not the idea, this certain idea of who He is, but actually being able to have that fresh revelation for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it just draws you closer into Him, and then you just like, man, um, dude, can I read this other test? Yeah, 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 read it. Sarah says, Sarah says, I have a broken toe. See, remember I said that earlier. I was like, God cares about your hurt toe. Uh Did we not say that? Yeah. Glory to God. So she said, I had a broken toe. It was hurting for a bit until Monday 
started to pray and said, check your pain. My pain is gone and I can bend my Dude, toe better. Yes. <laughs> a few minutes ago. So that's like confirmation from the Lord from what we spoke earlier about a hurt toe. I feel a bit more relaxed. I've been experiencing a pain in my shoulder muscles. Someone said um, their heat pad broke. The new one came today, but I'm wanting to not need it anymore. So we just released the healing anointing over Mm -hmm. that person. We command it to be healed and whole pain. Go. Yes. Jesus name. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's leaving now. Yeah. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Just to give you a testimony of like how much God cares about the small things about our life. I was in a meeting once preaching and a girl, um, I I was kind of getting interrupted because like a girl was having guys leave the the church door and they kept coming in and out. Well, what had happened was this girl had locked her keys in her car and um, they, she tried to get someone to go Jimmy rig it and they, they failed and they were like, okay, the next step is to call a locksmith. But the Lord told her, no, just go back in the church and listen to the sermon. And so she went and sat uh, in her seat and her car was still unlocked. But she she got to her seat and her car keys had transported from inside her car to her pew seat. What? <laughs> so she went back. Dude. It's like an angel went inside the car and brought brought her keys to her. And That's uh, awesome. And then they went back to the car and sure enough, it was locked and nobody had gotten in it. So Amazing. it was like. I, I tell that story just sometimes to like encourage people like God cares about you when you lock your keys in your car. Man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, we absolutely. Had a powerful, powerful meeting. Mm-hmm. That was in Sturbridge, Massachusetts long ago. That was fun. Nice. But, uh, oh, Monday, you said there was a, a a story or something. I was sharing about the car thing. That was it. The key. Oh, that was it. Okay. About that. I remembered. Awesome. That. Awesome. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. All right. Well, Monday, how can people follow you? I know you got new music that you just released. All that yeah. good stuff. Give people the details. So I, I love you guys. Thank you. And my name's Monday Martin. It's M-U-N-D-A-Y Martin. So go to YouTube and just at Monday Martin. Follow me there. Be sure to like and subscribe. Be sure to comment on my videos. That helps me pick up in the algorithm. Mm-hmm. And be sure to let me know what you think about my channel. And uh, there's a new album link that's in the description. It just came out on my anniversary, September 8th, and it's eight new songs. And I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. I decided to release all new eight singles in one album. I I just decided, you know what, let's just, let's go old school and let's just release a whole album. And I'm so glad I did because I'm kind of bucking the trend. But if you listen to that, that'll help me, my streams and let's get my streams up. Yeah. Share that album with your friends. Cause what it is, is just fun, like creative, just rock. And it's filled with worship, but just pretend you're like in a mosh pit worshiping. And that's kind of what it sounds like. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. It's fun, man. Love it. So that's well, the way you can find me. YouTube. I like YouTube the best. Yeah, I do. I do too. I like YouTube. It's just the easiest to use and you know, YouTube. Yep, yep, we love yep. you, YouTube. Yes. Uh, so Monday, dude, we just uh, thank you so much, man. I love you. I think you're great. It's oh, always you're so, great. so much fun having you on the show. That was a good show. It was a. It was an awesome show. It was a jolly epic man. show. Jolly a good show. It was, mate. Yeah. Uh, all right, dude. Well, 
everybody, that's our show. Have a blessed Tuesday. We've been going through a teaching series. So tomorrow's part two of three of our Marriage 101 teaching series. And we've got Costin and Mandy Woodhouse. We just recorded it last night because they're, you know, they're in Australia. So we had to kind of coordinate. <laughs> so uh, it's really good, you guys. Uh, Lauren and I were both super blessed by it. Shared a lot of great marriage truth bombs, all this good stuff. So um, that's going to be at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. It's so good. Uh, so we love you guys and we'll see you tomorrow. Okay, love you. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Thank you.